Downloading this episode of the Taz Show Appreciate this as we rock and roll In the very, very late, late end of May of 2018 Whenever you listen to this, that's when this was recorded So again, I want to thank everybody for downloading this At iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as the kids are calling it today Or Spotify, TuneIn, Radio.com on the app Jones over there Wherever you're downloading it, maybe TazShow.com It's very much appreciated Thank you so much. Uh, much love, as they say. You guys give me the love, so I, I appreciate it. I can't, uh, I can't complain as I organize my papers here. So bear with me. So uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. Appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna break down a little NXT for you in this uh, this particular episode. We're gonna talk some NXT. So uh, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, I wanted to tell you guys too. Also, um, I saw a tweet or two over the past couple of weeks about a couple of people that support the show, listen to the show, and you know they're from the elk. Of, well, I missed the Taz show the way it used to be. That it was daily and it was video or it was daily. You doing breakdowns all the time and. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate the, whenever you do the what if things or love the what if things or don't like the what if things or, Hey, they're cool. The what if things, first of all, they're not really called what if things. I get why people think that it's just, I, you know, I, I want to kind of explain like a couple things. First of all, as you guys know, the show is not a daily show anymore for the time being, uh, hence my duties with CBS Sports Radio, with um, my the daily show I do, the sports radio show I do every morning, um, Taz and the Moose, myself and Mark Malusis. So, um, you know, I, <laughs> I work for a company. I'm under contract, and and there are certain things I can and cannot do, and there's certain things that the company will put money into, and there's certain things that they won't. I mean, so and there's only so many hours in a day for yours truly, because I do also have a family. So <laughs> it's like. I, so I have to, um, the bulk, the huge bulk of you guys understand that, um, and you roll with the punches and you just, I mean, a lot of you guys, and I humbly say this, you say you appreciate my content, which I, I love hearing that. And no matter if it's every day or once a week or twice a week or three times a week on a podcast, whatever it may be, I very much appreciate that. Um, but I can assure you that um, no matter if it's me by myself or the days when I had the captain as a producer or Seth or, or, or you know, you hit crying Brian or Kells, whomever, you know, uh, all that was all passion involved. And, and if it's me by myself doing, recording a podcast, that's the same passion. Um, it's my thoughts, opinions, and views at the end of the days. It's always been the Taz show. I mean, I, I'm not saying that being conceited. I'm just being honest. It's still me speaking on 
thoughts. So if I come up with a topic and and get into that topic, no matter if it's a, a, a topic from 25 years ago or five years ago, three months ago, or, or 27 years ago, it don't matter. Or if it gives you something to think about, like, well, if Vince McMahon didn't own WWE, if Vince McMahon didn't buy WWF from his dad, what would happen? That's, that's a pretty compelling conversation, in my opinion. And I sat in front of this microphone and had it by myself. So my point is, like, I just want you guys to know, without diming people out and without acting like an ass, uh, because that's not my style, but um, I don't mean fans. I'm talking about other people who provide content. Like, you know, when I do a show, a podcast here, and and I'm talking about... uh, you know, I guess for hits and giggles, we'll call it what if type things, because that's what a lot of you guys have, I guess, feel it is. But if I give you a topic to ponder and I discuss it for for an hour or forty five minutes or or thirty seven minutes or whatever the hell it may be, um, it it's a topic. It's just something that we're talking about that I'm talking about, and I can assure you, I've done many different live shows, many different podcasts with a guest, no guest. Co-host, no co-host, producer with a hot mic, no producer, producer with no mic on. I've done every freaking configuration of podcasting, live streaming video, live streaming audio you could imagine in over three years, besides the fact doing a national radio show So that I currently do. So um, I can tell you that, like I tweeted, when it's yourself, meaning me in this case, one microphone, meaning this thing I'm talking into, and a topic, okay, a topic, just a topic, That that that's probably the hardest way to do any kind of content. I'm just being honest. It's not me waving my own flag. I'm just telling you, I can book guests. I have a guest on every week, and but you guys get that from everybody else. And I could put guests on, and I could have the guests talk, you know, whatever, 70% of the time, and just have a conversation with them. Yeah, that's, to me, that's easy. I mean, for me, just being honest, that's easy. I'm just speaking, you know, honestly here. I'm not not begrudging anyone what they do. For me, that's easy. I, me, I like a challenge, and um, I, a lot of times, and what you guys get used to a lot of times, I will do breakdowns like I'm about to do with NXT, and I love doing breakdowns. But I'm trying to be creative, and I'm trying to be different. And the guys that are working behind the scenes with me, Brian, uh, Crying Brian, one of them, uh, you guys know Crying Brian, Brian Carson, you know, and, and and somebody else met the combo, trying to come up with different ideas to be a little creative, a little different, um, which are actually harder. And, and to be frank, you know, we have lists that are long <laughs> with a lot of different content, concepts or topics to get you guys pondering. For me to sit in front of this mic and talk about. So being blunt now, if you don't like that quote-unquote, quote-unquote, and rock and roll quotes, the, the what-if type things or pondering type topics where it's just me talking, then you might not like, like a lot of shows that are coming up down the road here for the Taz Show because I'm going to be doing a lot of that stuff. And, and, and I love doing that stuff. And I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, kids, that is hard as hell. <laughs> it's the it's the hardest way, in my opinion, to to do a podcast. Solo Jones, you, the mic, and a topic. Okay, um, breaking down like for me, like right now, breaking down NXT. I, I love doing it, and I think you guys are gonna love this breakdown of NXT of this past episode. But to be blunt, like that's easy for me. Like this, that's easy. 
Like, that is easy for me to do. <laughs> to watch NXT and give you guys thoughts and opinions on it and different things I see, I can assure you, like, for those that are new to what I do here, when I break down a show, I'm going to tell you things that you think you're a smart wrestling fan. Like, I, I promise I will tell you things that happen in NXT that you probably did not see. Again, not being braggadocious. I'm just being honest, but that's why you downloaded this, right? Because you want insight for someone who's been <laughs> to the dance or been an announcer or a wrestler or whatever uh, in all the years I've been involved. But for those of you that, that have been supporting me for years, I thank you. I love you. You know that. And you guys know how I break things down. And that's why you guys, a lot of you guys love the breakdowns. And I know that some people enjoy me breaking down Raw or SmackDown or NXT or whatever, or, you know, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, whatever it may be, you know, more than maybe a pondering topic like, you know, uh, what happens if ECW is still in business? You know, yeah, but there are some of you, the bulk of you seem like you like those type of podcasts. So, I, you know, I can't serve all the masters. I got to be honest. I cannot make everybody happy. At the end of the day, this costs you zero dollars, okay? And and uh, you know, it, 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 you don't have to download it. I appreciate the download, but you don't have to do it. So, I just wanted to give that little state of the union. I'm not attacking no one. I'm not bashing any fans or supporters. I'm just. I have to be honest because I've been wanting to say that for a couple of days. So. You know, I understand that a lot of you guys, some of you guys, enjoy the breakdowns more than the uh, than than maybe uh, or enjoyed when I had a producer on air at me or just, look, I, or enjoyed when I was every day. I, I, I I'm sorry, I just can't. <laughs> uh, I I get paid. I'm under contract. I, I have a boss, just like a lot of you guys have bosses, and I got to do what I got to do. So uh, um, and I'm I basically work two jobs. I do two shows. So it's <clears throat> you know, I, and and I can assure you, I've never mailed anything in my entire life. Life that I've done um, in business, I just don't do that. I mean, so I, I I I have passion for what I do. I care about what I do, and and that's offensive if someone says that. And you know, oh, you don't sell the trolls and all. Don't don't react. Well, no, no I understand that. I, I get that. I believe in that too. But I'm also passionate what I do and I care. So um, if if I say something to someone that maybe hypothetically is trolling and they say something to Twitter, I'm like, hey, look, you know, I don't dog nothing. I'm I, you know just because I'm. I'm not doing a show every day, or if I don't give you a breakdown, that, has, that doesn't mean I'm dogging anything. So if that means that quote-unquote troll, you know, gets five more tr- followers or six more followers because I tweeted back at him or ten more followers, then good for him. <laughs> but I, I got, you know, I can't let, you know, someone say that about the way I do my content because I care. I care a lot, and and it matters to me. It really does. So, I, I you know, I, I, you know, I, I, um... I, I believe me. I wish I could do the Taz show Monday through Friday like I used to do, along with doing Taz and the Moose every day, three hours a day on CBS Sports Radio. I can't. I just can't do it. it it's a lot of work. It's too much work. Um, I, I just wouldn't be able to, to provide the provide it the right way to do it every day. Um, I don't know if the company is would be able to pay me what I would need to get paid to do that amount of work because I am a businessman. This is business for me, so. You know, I just wanted to just clear the air with that and, and let you guys know that. So, and then uh, and then uh, I'll jump right into uh, talking NXT here. So, I enjoyed NXT. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, as a whole, I thought this episode this past week was very good. Um, you know, they, they, I like how they started it with, with the with the champion announced the black coming out. Um, you know, even though I have to say, you know, it's I've always been uh, since Alice the Black. I don't. 
I know he hasn't been in WWE and NXT like for like a lot of years, but since he's been in the company, been in NXT, I've, I've been a fan. What's not the like? The guy's a good worker. He's got a great look. Um, you know, uh, uh, the music is awesome. The, the money, the production that Triple H and company has put behind him is excellent. Um, so, yeah, I'm all in. I've always been a fan. I got no problem with him being the champion, but I got to tell you, it was odd watching him with that title. And then I started thinking to myself, you know, does Alistair Black, does he really need the title? Like, does he need the title? I mean, isn't this guy, <clears throat> isn't he just over enough without that title? Is it going to hurt him not to have the NXT championship? <clears throat> and then I answered my own question. I, I don't think, no, I don't think he needs the title. Um, he has it for now. I'm not throwing a flag that he has it. Um, I, uh, I, you know, he cut a quick promo and then he got interrupted by his new challenger in Laws Sullivan, which I'll get into Laws in a second. But Alistair Black's promo was very quick. And as he was talking, you know, and, and again, I think Black, Alistair Black, he's a stud. I think he's great. You know, like I told you, I think he really is awesome. His promo work, it, you know, needs some work in my professional opinion. That's not me attacking the kid. I'm just being honest. I, and the only reason why I say he needs some work is because he's got like a very awesome look, Alistair Black, right? His physique, only ink he has, uh, his facial hair, his hair on his head, his, the way his face looks, the way he moves in the ring, um, his athleticism in the ring, his, his, his work, his body of work as a pro wrestler, all the years he's in the business, um, it, 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 the martial arts feel he has to his, his work and his kicks and his strikes and all this jazz. Um, it's all an awesome potpourri of a very unique talent, hence his success at NXT. And I do think once he's in the main roster, he's going to be a big, big star. And I, I really believe that, and he should be. The thing is, and just, just being me being blunt, his promo work loses me a little bit. Uh, when I, it, it loses the darkness. He's got a certain darkness about him, right? You guys, I mean, you get that when you see him. There's a certain darkness about him, and... I'm not. I'm not saying he shouldn't talk, but I think he needs some some a little guidance on his talking. His vocabulary is great. He sounds very intelligent. Um, he doesn't have like a, <clears throat> a heavy duty accent or anything like that. But for me, it loses the darkness. I, I liked that it wasn't wasn't a long promo, but it just felt like just like a regular like just like he was just a, a guy talking and and. Um, you know, speaking well, the inflection wasn't great for me. I just think he needs a little work on his promos. And some guys, just no matter how much work they do, they're not going to be awesome promo guys. I am not saying that's the case with Alistair Black. But I do think that he does need some work on his promo work. And they could help him with lighting treatments. They could do something to make it seem different or better. They could do his promos differently. They could do it in post-production where they put some effects on him and some kind of acoustic, audio acoustic around him or on him. And he does it on the Tron when he talks. Do something a little different. Just having the lights full and the ring on him like a regular in-ring wrestling promo, I just don't think works for a guy like this. Not for the character, not for what he is. Just, again, just my opinion. Take it for what it is, and th that's it. Otherwise, I think the guy is is top cat Jones. I mean, he's top cop, top guy there for a reason he should be. Um, and again, I don't think he needs that promo. I say push the hell out of him. 
top guy or all that stuff. <clears throat> I'm not sure if he needs it. It's just his character. I don't know if he needs it. Does he look good with the title on his shoulder? Yeah, he does. But I just don't know if he needs it. Now, Lars Sullivan came out <clears throat> and basically said, I'm your guy. I'm going to fight you. I'm your, I'm your opponent and all this stuff. So, sorry, I need a little sip of uh, water. So, um, Laws is great. Okay, I'm a huge fan of Laws. I've talked about him in the past. This guy is just the it factor. Okay, he's got that throwback feel. His promo work was tremendous. It's always been tremendous. The, the short time he's been around. Um, talk about inflection. Talk about attacking every word. Just the way he says his name at the end, Lars Sullivan. The way he says it, like it's very cool. His facial expressions, the size he is, all of that stuff. Um, I got to tell you, he is just um, he is just a star, superstar. Um, I wouldn't put the title on him in either, okay? I, I'll tell you who I, I'd have as the champion in NXT, and I'll get to that later on in this episode of the Taz Show. I'm not doing that right this second. A little tease Jones for you. But... Laws looks great. Um, he's big, just freaky looking, throwback feel, and his promo is awesome. He just sounds like a nasty heel, throwback, big, mean heel, and all that jazz. Now, they got physical in this thing where Laws left Alistair Black laying. You know, he, he, he attacked him and beat him up after the promo work. Um, I would have done this a little bit different from the physical part of everything, and, and I'll give you what I'm talking about. So basically, as an overview, they did a typical thing where uh, Alistair Black was in the ring. Laws comes down, gets in the ring. Both men are in the ring, and they're about 10, 12, 15 feet apart in the ring. And then the attack happened. Now, I- I'm not a fan of someone being in the ring. I don't want to say toe-to-toe at Laws because that didn't happen. But Laws, I think you got to keep him as this big, freaky guy that's just an, just a, 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 an enigma. And I, I don't want to see people too close to him when he's talking. I want to see him in his own, like his own stage, like his own. I'm not saying keep him out of the ring. Just keep some separation. So what I would have done with this thing here, um, just fantasy booking it if I was booking it. Again, this is armchair quarterback, and so bear with me. <laughs> so I would have had started out the exact same way they did. Black come out, let him do his thing, gets on the mic, yada, yada. Once he gets interrupted, Sullivan starts to make his way down the ramp. I would have shot, showed a, a quick shot of Alistair Black. Have him sit in the corner on the floor, you know, a la the way Raven used to do it back in the day in ECW and uh, uh, Nitro. And I would have had him sit down with the title like over his leg, his thigh, or holding it on his shoulder, sitting like the, the back of his head is uh, up against the second turnbuckle type thing. And I'd have Laws get in the ring, cut his promo almost from the other corner, not sitting, standing. Obviously, he's so big, you want him standing. I just want to see Laws bigger. And not so close to Alistair Black. I'd rather see Black, I guess, it's sitting in the corner. And for the bulk of Laws' promo, while Laws is kind of standing in the ring and talking shop and talking to uh, Alistair Black, and then, he, uh, you know, something happens and uh, he says something, meaning, you know, he uh, Laws says something that pisses off Black, and Black kind of springs up, stands up. And and then just go into something physical right there where you could do a spot where he, he almost doesn't out wrestle the baby face, but he catches, you know, he catches um he catches Alistair Black, bumps him, boom, 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 drops him, and then he grabs the title and holds the holds the belt up. That's one way I would have done it, 
And here's quickly, and then I'll move on uh, and talk something else here in NXT. The other way I would have done this is uh, very different. And I would have Black cut his promo quickly like he did before Sullivan's even out there. And then no music, no nothing. From behind, attack. Just have Lars Sullivan, because he's athletic and fast for a, a huge guy. I'd have him hit the ring like a bat out of hell, slide on the bottom rope, from behind, typical heel, attack, just jump. Alistair Black with one nasty hard forearm, bob boom, right in the back of the head, and then hit his finish, meaning Sullivan on Black, drop him. Then Sullivan picks up the mic, cuts his promo to a knocked out Alistair Black, and then holds up the belt. That's another way to do it that works. It's very impactful. It shows that Sullivan, he's a, a dirtbag, scumbag heel. He attacked this guy from behind. He attacked swiftly, succinctly, nasty, and, and all this jazz, mean, violent, aggressive, all these adjectives that work and have him cut a promo. That's heat on a knocked out guy. On a knocked out NXT champion, I think that would have worked. Again, that's just my opinion. Uh, we saw War War, uh, War Raiders uh, go against two enhancement guys. You know, it was really wasn't a plethora here. These War Raider guys are, you know, big guys, hairy dudes. They they don't have these sculptured physiques. You know, it, it looks they look like throwback guys again. I mean, you can see Triple H's influence. He's a throwback wrestling type guy, which I think the business needs. Um, they look they look great. A little too much gimmicks on them for me. I mean, they, you know. Bright color trunks and some kind of leather things on them, and they got paint on. They got all sorts of hair. They're all tatted up. It's a little too like it's like pro wrestling overload gimmicks. Like to, God rest his soul, but one of my better friends, a guy I miss dearly, Chris Candido, the great Chris Candido, his gimmick was no gimmicks needed. Well, uh, the War Raiders are all gimmicks needed, so they got a lot of gimmicks. They got to get rid of some of that stuff. I don't know if they got to lose the paint or wear black trunks or just something. They got there's a lot going on there, um, but they look good. The people like them, and uh, I mean, I mean, they look that their work was good and stuff. So uh, we'll see where they go with them. There was a Shayna Blazer, right? Dakota Kai package. Uh, this was excellent, guys. This was really good. Uh, this told the story because that was your main event. And um, it showed the story of how uh, Dakota Kai just about got her arms snapped uh, by uh, by Shayna Blazer and uh, Basil Basler. I always say her name was Basler. I apologize. Um, so, anyways, um, great story. And and Dakota, I'll get into their match later in a little bit here, but um, and the, the package really showed how Dakota was almost like when she came back, and this was all in the package. From that injury, and she was so excited and happy, and the way they cut it with the music was so well done. And Dakota's facial expressions, this girl is just, oh, man, she's good. And and the fear she showed in her face for Shayna, it was just great. The package is awesome. It, it hooked me into the match because, to be honest, I really didn't care much about this match when I knew it was going to be on the show. And then when I saw this package, I got hooked. I mean, I got to tell you, they, they hooked me into this match. They really did. And another package they did later on in the show was uh, Bianca uh, Belair, uh, which was well done. It really shows the, and exemplified the athlete that uh, Bianca was in school as a, as a youth athlete into, into high school and into college. And, you know, as a track and field athlete and whatnot and her work ethic and, and what she's done with CrossFit and how it got her into the business, into NXT and I really like the package it showed, and she talked a lot about her family and the influence her parents have on her, and it, it made her feel um, not just like she's going to be a star, 
because uh, she's got a great look and she's tremendous uh, athletically in the ring. But it showed that she's legitimate, that she's a legitimate athlete with a legitimate athletic background. And, and I like that because I think that's where you really, that's where we've seen the business go for quite some time. That's where you got to keep going. <clears throat> you got to exemplify athleticism with, with the men and women in the business. I do think that's vital. And, and I think they did a good job of that with Bianca Belair uh, with this package. It was very well done. It was excellent. I, I, um, I enjoyed it very much. Um, you know, <clears throat> she's... Um, She's just scratching the surface, this girl, how good she's going to be. Uh, the more work she has, like in-ring matches and house shows and stuff with talented, well, I'm sorry, with vet, vet, girls that are veterans to her, she's going to become just a tremendous talent because her pure athleticism, her power, um, her look, very pretty girl, right? She's in great shape, you know, just but the power, the, the look, the whole thing. She's got the whole package, the hair, her her, her uh, charisma is tremendous. She's full package Jones here. She's really good. So I... um. I really like I like her future for sure, and I, again I thought the package is great. That's why I liked the show. I thought it was a really good show. Um, what else? What else? Oh, EC3, my man, old friend EC3 from from uh, from TNA. So you know EC3, man. Uh, you know they showed him arrive to the building earlier today, and he was in a suit and stuff like that, and and then he got you know he did his entrance and stuff like that. People are really behind him uh, with this NX3 instead of NXT thing. It's pretty cool. They got little gimmick signs in the audience for for all the uh, all the happy people at the uh, at the what do you call it the uh, the full sale Schnabitz Arena in Florida there. So um um <laughs> so anyway Fabian Ackner was his opponent EC3 and I thought these guys had a good match. I mean look EC3 the guy looks phenomenal. I mean he's always been an avid guy who lives in the weight room and eats properly, eats clean, does a lot of cardio. But geez, I don't remember the last time I seen him look this good. I mean he looks phenomenal. I mean he looks great. Packed with muscle, um, and his work is just really just he's over the years has really become just a tremendous hand in a ring. Um, and and he looked really, really good against Fabian. And they did a spot in this thing that initially I did not like as I was watching it, but I, I kept my cool and I let it happen. So, what I'm talking about is, um, um, EC3 while he was getting his heat, you know, beating up Fabian Ackner. Uh, what happens was uh, Gargano comes out from backstage, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Rasslin, and he comes out with a, with a signed contract, goes to the announce desk, gets on the microphone, and basically interrupts the match and says, hey, I'm, I'm you know, Champa, this is a signed contract, me and you street fight Chicago, because that's their top story, uh, former buddies, Gargano and Champa and stuff like that, and the heat, the, the heel heat that they got on Champa is real good right now. Um, but anyway, um, so he interrupted, meaning Gargano, the match that EC3 was having. And I, I really didn't like it at first, but then they did a just a very small booking thing from an agent perspective or producer perspective where they used it for Fabian to, to get a little comeback and get a little shine on EC3, which went into a false finish. I think he did some kind of a dive or something, whatever it was. It was very smart that they utilized it the right way. <laughs> See, initially, I, I would say if you if I saw it on paper, I'm like, oh, man, don't do this. I'd get a little old school on you. I'm like, no, don't interrupt the match with someone. It makes EC3 look like a punk. Don't do that. But they didn't. EC3's a heel. He got a little ticked off. The announcers did a good job. They weren't screaming at this point. But they did a good job explaining that EC3, I'm paraphrasing, but that he was distracted. So he did a good job with that. And next thing you know, boom, here comes Fabian, Big Dive Jones, whatever he did. Goes in the ring, false finish, one, two, kick out. 
I liked it. I liked it a lot, which went into the to uh, to the finish, and you know, EC three was uh, the victor, obviously. So I, I thought it was good. I mean, I thought that was definitely very good. So, um, um, and like I said, EC three, I feel uh, looks phenomenal, and and he's doing great, and I'm happy for him. He's a guy who has earned his stripes, worked very hard. Um, very passionate about succeeding in this industry and and obviously not just you know look at his physique i mean just and his work rate how much better he's gotten since he since he was uh bateman jones whatever his name was in wwe back in the day then he went to tna but i talked about him in the past how, how john gabork was a big supporter of of his in in uh, tna and really pushed ec3 a lot and ec3 took that push extremely serious and and did very well with it and he evolved into just a tremendous hand a tremendous worker in the ring so Happy for him. You can't fault a guy or knock a guy who's paid those dues and worked his rear end off, and he's uh, he's kicking ass and taking names, so that's good stuff. So uh, here we go. I'm going to tell you about a little gimmick here in a second, then we'll come back from break. I'm going to get into talking about Ricochet. going to talk about who should be the champion in NXT, in my opinion, and uh, get into that match with Shayna and uh, Dakota. But first, uh, before we go to break, tell you about support for the Taz Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage by Quick loans you know the deal they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and your family that's why they created rocket mortgage rocket mortgage gives you the confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan and guys it's simple allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident when you're getting that you're getting the right mortgage for you and or your family so they got trusted partners that allow you to share your financial information with rocket mortgage at a touch of a button and in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes you can even adjust the rate and length of the loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicker Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, guys, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's a Rocket Mortgage. So, like I said, going to go to break here. TAZ show, come right back. Uh, finish up talking some NXT. Sit tight, guys. Be right back. Back here on the Taz Show, and they get uh, concluding the NXT breakdown and get into talking about Chris um, Dijak versus Ricochet. Uh, talk a little bit about Shayna Blazer and Dakota Kai and uh, what I hated something in that main event. I'll get into that. I'm also going to talk to you about who should be the NXT champion, the male, the man, the man champion. We'll do all that in uh, in this uh, second half of the Taz show right now. So I uh, hope you guys dig it. So, so Ricochet, right? Look, this guy is you know most of you guys know who he is. Uh, he was uh, you know he was in NXT for a long time. Uh, Puma, uh, how amazing he was there. Not NXT. I'm sorry. What am I saying? NXT. Lucha Underground. My bad. And um, you know it was amazing there. Um, uh, was talking to him a while back, several years back, before he really you know started to make it big. And I was trying to get him on on my show, and we just were 
Um, we just he wanted to come on. We're going back and forth, and just had conflicts, like scheduling conflicts, and it just really never happened. But I've always been a fan of this guy. Um, uh, I think you guys know that uh, original Taz Show fans know I've always talked him up for a good amount back in the day. It's great to see him, you know, in uh, in you know in NXT and in WWE uh, doing well. So um, yeah, so he went against Chris Dijak, who's just a giant, long, tall, lengthy guy. Um, and I got to tell you. I thought these guys had a really good match. I mean, for for a big size difference in there. Um, I got to be honest again. I just you know I've been over this in the past a lot. And for those that are new to my content, uh, you know, just Mauro Ronaldo. I appreciate his work ethic and how how much he works. That being a really good announcer and his prep work because he does a great job prepping and all that. But you know, you guys know where I'm going with this. The screaming. He just I feel he just screams a lot and just yells a lot and and overpowers the match and and it's just too much. And he really, I, you know, he went crazy in this match. Like, he really just went crazy yelling and screaming. And it just, I, I just, it just takes it away from me. I just, so I, I just, I hate to be negative. I'm trying not to be negative on the guy. I just, I don't want to do that. But I just got to be honest. It's just, it's never going to change. Uh, but, but anyway, I just, you know, he don't work for me. So I guess don't, he don't give a rat's ass what I say. And that's all fine. But, um, you know, bottom line is Ricochet is a tremendous talent, and um, he did that 6:30 man at the end, uh, and they replayed it. I mean, it's just flat out freaking amazing, dude. Yo, I don't even know how to explain like how you do that. Like 450s were freaking nutsy, wild to see guys do that over the years, and 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 but but man. A 6.30? What the hell is going on? You know, I, I got to be honest. One of the most impressive um, 450s I've seen, I've seen him do it more than once. I've seen him do it in a dojo many times back in the day. Uh, and, and God rest his soul is one half of the Eliminators, John Cronus, uh, who was just one of the nicest people you ever met in your life. And John was a big dude. He was not a little man by any stretch. He was probably 6'2"-ish, 6'3"-ish. Probably weighed around 265 pounds, 250 pounds, you know, about 260-ish, 270 maybe. And he was just a sick athlete, dude, like underratedly athletic. And John could do a 450 when he wanted to. Like uh, the guy was handsprings, backflips, front flips, amazing, underratedly. He left us very early in this this world that we live in. And um and he's in the heavens, so God, God bless him. And uh, but uh, he was just one of the nicest guys ever. And and uh, when I think about a 450, I think about seeing John do that at the House of Hardcore back in the day, the original House of Hardcore, the original training center of VCW way back. And uh, you know, amazing, just amazing. And the Eliminators were amazing. I was a huge moth for Perry and John. They were just great. But but anyway, I digress. So Ricochet with this this. By the way, it's funny. I just said that about John Cronus with the 450. Uh, and we're talking about Ricochet doing the 630 off the top rope. Physique-wise, if you look at Ricochet, he's kind of, for me anyway, he's kind of has a similar structure to his body that Perry Saturn, the other eliminator, um, <laughs> where Perry and him, very similar. Perry, another guy who just was 
insanely athletic and could do any kind of flip dive you want, uh, kick your head off in the process. And uh, I think Perry was probably a little thicker than Ricochet as far as muscle-wise, but a similar structure where they have like almost no body fat on them and uh, probably similar in height, you know, or Ricochet and Perry. But so, yeah, I guess I guess I just I just uh, in my brain, my crazy brain, I just the eliminators morphed them together and you got Ricochet. <laughs> I guess. I mean, uh, Ricochet, I'm sure, knows the Eliminator's work, and I, I would assume he thinks that's a compliment. So, um, But anyway, uh, I didn't expect to get into that, but it just was just stuff that hits my head as I'm talking to you guys. So 6.30 was amazing. If you didn't see anything on NXT, just watch that finish. It was amazing. Um, so then Ricochet got on the mic and started cutting a promo about Velveteen Dream because of stuff that happened last week and—, and um, Ricochet promo. Uh, I mean, as great as he is in the ring, it's kind of like, kind of like Alistair Black, where I just think he needs some work on his promo work a little bit. You know, a little bit. For me, he just needs some guidance, um, some intensity. You know, some some inflection work, all that kind of jazz. Um, and then Velveteen Dream came out. His promo, as you guys know, his promo works tremendous. This kid is really just. Moved up the ladder quickly there in NXT because of his ability and his his talent. And uh, I like this mix with Ricochet and Velveteen Dream. This is going to be something else, and they're going to go forward with this storyline, obviously, and this this angle. But they did something really cool at the very end where, you know, basically, um, the bottom line is, like, you know, it's the heel in the thing is Velveteen Dream, but people like him, and he's basically saying, hey, Ricochet, I could do anything you could do but better, that type of thing, you know, and... You know, Ricochet's feel was like, hey, come on the ring. Let's get it done right now. You want the spotlight? Come get me right now. Let's fight, whatever. And then being smart, you know, Velveteen Dream act like he was going to get in the ring. And then he's back, kind of backed out of it, got on the ramp, started talking a little more. Said, ah, not right now, not so fast, that type of thing. Next thing you know, here comes Ricochet. <laughs> he just does a front flip out of the ring, lands on his feet, basically in the face of Velveteen Dream. The, the, the way they shot it was great. Uh, the the announcer's reaction was awesome. Velveteen Dream's facial expressions when Ricochet did it was phenomenal. It was great. The whole thing was great. It was great. The only thing they didn't do was replay it. I don't know why, but they didn't. They were probably tied on time, but I, I thought they should have replayed it. But, again, that's nitpicking, and I unfortunately do that sometimes. So, um, But, anyway, it should be good stuff going forward with Dream and Ricochet. I think so for sure. Main event was a Blazer, Baszler, I should say, Shayna Baszler against Dakota Kai. Um, and again, I told you how great the package was. You know, obviously Shayna Baszler, she's just, you know, just a killing machine and MMA-esque and all this. And she's just, just a unique uh, specimen from a female perspective as an athlete. And she's really getting better in the ring. I'm really getting good. Um, she was green, it felt like, yesterday. And she's just getting better fast. You know what I mean? And her, her presence in the ring is excellent. Um, her intensity, her timing. I think that Shayna's really making big, big strides. They really, and they're building her slow and right. I'm, you know, um, she's really good, and she's gonna be even better in about a year or a year and a half. She's gonna be the bee's knees, dude. She's gonna be legit, legit in that ring as a worker, as a pro wrestler. Um, Dakota Kai, right? So this girl, I gotta tell you, I mean, like her selling ability, because that's what she did the bulk of this match. Um, just tremendous. 
Just tremendous. Her selling ability, because they got heat on her ankle, like lower leg, I think it was. Um, this girl, it's like she's a modern-day female version of Ricky Steamboat. I mean, that's how good she sells. I mean, she is, you feel bad for this girl, and this girl will be a star. I promise. She is freaking good. And she's she's pretty. There's something about her. She's kind of got that. Like, I, she reminds me a lot of Bally when she first was coming up. Like, she kind of has that girl next door look. That, that Like, you know, she's just she's like a nice girl. She's a pretty girl, cute girl. And she seems so nice and she's so athletic, but yet she's tough when the, the tough gets going. And, you, you know, that's typical babyface stuff that never gets old. Um, you know, she, her selling, like I said, is just Dakota's selling is just phenomenal. I, in my greatest matches, I never had the ability to do what this girl did as a selling. I'm not kidding you. Her selling was just tremendous. And... Um, and that's perfect for an opponent like Shayna. Shayna's the alpha female in this thing. And she just is dominant. And this girl, Dakota, sold and bumped. And when she had a little comeback, Shayna bumped good self for her the right way. It was good stuff. Obviously, she didn't win. But see, Shayna, okay, like I said before, she she has like this um, aura about her. And WWE does a good job keeping that about her. That she is this this killing machine, I and mean, because she can legitimately go, she's a legitimate MMA fighter. So you know her background and all that jazz. But from a performing perspective, like I said before, she's getting better. And I talked earlier about Alistair Black not really needing that NXT title, uh, in my opinion, the NXT Championship. But I think Shayna, she needs the NXT Women's Title, and it's good that they have it on her. I think that it just makes her confident. It makes her who she is. She's a fighter. That's her gimmick. That's her bit. She's got such a unique look. She's different than every woman they have on the main roster or, you know, in NXT. I mean, she's just, she's a full package. And that title really galvanizes who Shayna Baszler is. She needs it. It's vital. It's everything to her. I think they need to do a better job of really making you feel like that title is the world to her, like the world, her goal, everything about her, the, her end all be all end all be all is to be a champion. Like these are the type of words she has to say. Now, this is where they made a little mistake. And this is what I hated about the show. <laughs> uh, man. So Nikki cross runs in because after the victory that Shayna had on Dakota, she, I think she put her back in a rear naked choke and was choking her out more, whatever she was doing to her, to, to Dakota. And, and it was extra heat. Here comes Nikki. I got no problem with that. Nikki Cross comes in. <clears throat> crazy gimmick. Crazy little girl. She rips off Shayna off of Dakota, saves her. I'm cool with that. I have no problem with that. Shayna goes in the corner sitting down like, what the hell's going on? And, and uh, Nikki screamed, ah, come get me, fight me, whatever she's saying, right? I, okay, no problem. Nikki then walks out of the ring, okay, with the title over her shoulder. Turns her back on Nikki. I'm sorry, uh, Shayna walks out of the ring with a title over her shoulder. Turns her back on Nikki. Dakota's dead selling in the corner type thing. Once she gets on the ramp, meaning Shayna with the title walking back to the curtain, Nikki runs out of the ring, steals the title off the shoulder of Shayna. This is where I started not to like this. <laughs> okay. 
I understand Nikki's gimmick. She's crazy. She's outlandish. She's wild. She's she's unpredictable. I get the gimmick. I like the gimmick. She does the gimmick well. Hey, you can't go as far as you went here with someone like Shayna Baszler. You can't. She steals the title from Shayna. Goes in the ring. Does Nikki? Shayna. What does she do? They have her stand the ramp, yelling, "Give me that back. That's mine." Whatever she's saying. Because Nikki stole her belt. Nikki's in the middle of the ring, puts the belt on the mat. Come get the belt. You want the belt? Come get it. Oh, boy. She's okay. She goes in the ring, goes to get the belt. As she gets the belt, she's in the ring. Nikki grabs the belt, steals it from her right from her hands again. Like It's like, ha-ha, ha-ha, funny, like it's laughter. And Shayna's like, what the hell's going on? Now Dakota gets up. And then Nikki says, okay, here, you're going to be the ref, Dakota. I'm going to face her right now for this title in a BS match. Shane, I'm going to face you for this title. And Dakota's like, really, me? And, and you know, all this stuff. And it's like, and, and you could see Shane, they had her be confused. Like, what's going on? What are you talking? What are you crazy? And she ends up catching a pin because Dakota pinned the one, two, three with her hand. And Shane lost, not really, but she lost to Nikki. Okay. I, I didn't like this. <laughs> it's bad. And and I'll tell you what I would have done as soon as I'm watching it. To me, it's just a layup, and it's so easy. As soon as Nikki steals that belt from Shayna, Shayna's got her back to walking in the ramp. The first time Nikki put her hands on Shayna's belt, her championship, her title, and runs back to the ring, Shayna Baszler should have snapped Completely freaked out Instead she stood on the ramp too long Then got in the ring Was in the ring too long And then Nikki stole the belt again It was odd Not good Very odd Not good She has to snap And basically Take the belt from Nikki Snatch it from her And crack her with the belt I don't care if you want to crack her in the back Prefer, Preferably be good to crack her across the head And just get a bunch of heat And now she, now Dakota comes through And she tries to save Shayna And then Shayna drops her with the belt And leave both girls laying And build Shayna like the monster That you're building her as This is not a monster moment guys Having crazy Nikki Cross steal the title from her twice and pin her with 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 with, um, with Dakota as the referee is it's goofy, it's silly, it's haha. You want to do haha, do entertainment and funny. That's fine. Not with Shayna Baszler. Not with Shayna Baszler. The wrong girl to do that with. Not with Ronda Rousey. Not with Brock Lesnar. Not what Bobby Lashley, you don't do it with people that are either legit or that you're building as legit. And I'm, I know I named a lot of MMA talent there. I'm not just saying MMA people. You just, if you're building someone as a killing machine, you can't do, you shouldn't do, in my opinion, ha-ha type of stuff. You can't, you shouldn't. It, it, it hurts them. It's dangerous to do that. You can't do that. Like, if you did that, what, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like I mentioned Bobby Lashley. Like, um, like a Braun Strowman is different. 
Bron's a killer machine, but Bron, he's shown, you know, you've built him as he's a multi-talented guy with some entertainment, some comedy with him at times. Some of the stuff is kind of weird with him. That's kind of like his shtick, like there's something about Bobby. You know, there's, there's, there's that, that uh, not Bobby, there's something about uh, Bron that, that could be a little, you know, have a little ha-ha with, and it doesn't hurt him because he's just like a, a freak of nature type thing, you know? I, I get that, and I got no problem with that, but, but Shayna Baszler? Really? Yikes. No. No one's stealing her title. No one's stealing her title. No. I got no problem that you did a mock fake pin on her. That that didn't even bother me as much as stealing her title twice in one segment. What? No. Can't do this. You can't. I'm sorry. I just don't feel it. It don't work. It's bad. Um, and I, I I hated it. I absolutely hated that. <laughs> Maybe that's me being an old man. I don't know. Uh, if I don't get it, then so be it. I don't get it. But that that went too far for me. You just can't. Not with Shayna Baszler. I'm sorry. Not going to happen. Um, but anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's my stance on that. You know, uh, Samoa Joe's another guy, by the way. You don't want to do that What? You don't want to do that with him. I named Lashley. I named uh, Brock. I named Ronda Rousey. You know, uh, you, you don't want to do ha-ha with that. With, you know, Samoa Joe either. Like to, to that level where they're stealing titles now you 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 can't do that you just can't do it but all right before i wrap this up the uh the person that i'd have be the nxt champion as i, I teased earlier a little tease for you guys is uh none other than ec3 like i said ec3 is a guy who would be um would feel uh it's almost like a bobby root feel but different you know but but almost that kind of feel like that type of heel uh, where he's a veteran enough, that he knows he's doing enough, that he feels like a champ, and he, he can cut a hell of a promo. I think that's that's who eventually has got to be the, the uh, NXT champion, in my opinion. So uh, so that's that's my two cents. Nothing against uh, uh, Alistair Black. The kid's going to be great, for sure, and he is great. So, But I just don't think he needs a title. But, um, you know, I don't think it helps him. I think he's more of a darker character. Don't, don't need it. Where a guy like EC3... It would fit. All right, guys, look, I appreciate you downloading this episode. I'll talk to you guys uh, very soon here uh, with another episode of Taz Show coming at you. Thanks, guys. I'm Taz Janot. Adios. days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller. All these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world. I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen.